Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What's going on? This is Coach Liebs and this is episode three of Coach Talk. Before I get into it, I just want to let you guys know that I'm going to start to include some Q&A at the end of every Coach Talk episode. I get, you know, a couple DMs every day or comments on different social media posts uh, with guys asking me questions uh, about some general coaching things or, or advice for players. And I just want to use this platform to to answer some of those questions and encourage you guys who are listening to uh, DM me directly on Instagram or Twitter, comment on some of the posts, any questions you have that I feel like are appropriate to bring up in this forum, I will. Uh, so we've got one question from, from someone on YouTube that I will, I will address at the end of this. Uh, but getting right into it. You know, so yesterday was Tuesday. Um, we had a good practice up at Bosco. Uh, you know, Monday, like I told you guys, one of our best practices of the year, responding off a, off a tough loss the weekend before. The kids came out focused and energized and really competed their butts off. So that was very encouraging for us, and, and I think something that really told me that we have a good group of kids that, that are ready to, to win some games and get going the rest of the season. Uh, the thing I want to talk about that, that has really struck me is, is coaching the scout team and how important that is, but also how different it is uh, from high school versus college. Um, So the scout team are generally the younger players who aren't in the too deep uh, roster who who we use to implement, to sorry, to to replicate the defense that we're going to see that week. So they're not playing, you know, for us on offense, they're not playing Don Bosco's defense. This week we play West Orange High School. They're playing West Orange's defense and trying to give us the best look possible to prepare the kids for what they're going to see on Saturday. Now in college... To me, I found that there's less of a discrepancy in talent between the scout team and the starters. You, you know, in college, you have all recruited athletes. You know, everyone's there for a reason. They were all good players in high school. And, and so you have kids on the scout team who are freshmen trying to prove themselves who were great players, just aren't quite ready to play yet. Whereas in high school, it's different. You don't have quite as much talent, quite as much polished football players in the scout team when you have freshmen sophomores maybe juniors who aren't playing filling in your scout team there's a much bigger difference between the guys that are playing on Fridays playing varsity football and the guys who are giving you the look so it makes it even harder on coaches to bring the effort bring the energy and bring the juice and make that period competitive so you know Monday when we had the great practice we did a lot of what we call good versus good where our ones from on defense and offense went against each other we didn't play against our scout look what we were going to see that week we just wanted to compete at a high level play Don Bosco versus Don Bosco the ones versus the ones and, and just bring the energy and it was great and we were flying around like I said there was trash talk there was competition everywhere 
you know, it was, it was really good. But now you get to Tuesday, we really got to start locking in on the game plan a little bit more, and we have to go against the scout look. We have to go against the look that we're going to see on Friday and prepare the players for the nuances that are going to change, you know, versus their defense compared to Don Bosco's defense. So it, it's very important to do that. But now the challenge is, you know, there's, there's not as much competition because now rather than the offensive line blocking our first defensive line, which is always a challenge for them, they're blocking freshmen, sophomores who aren't quite as big, aren't quite as tough, don't know how to compete at that level. And a lot of times, you know, those, those scout periods become less competitive, become a little stale because the offense is just running through them all the time. And, and, and you know, it's, it's hard for the scout team to make plays when, the, again, the talent difference is so big. Um, so yesterday, kind of seeing that happen, I went over and coached the scout team myself, and it's something that I actually got used to when I was at Wesleyan, because uh, we didn't have a ton of coaches at Wesleyan. I would coach the scout team defense, get them aligned into the look, bring energy, all that stuff, and coach the receivers at the same time. So I was able to get the defense aligned, and then kind of step back and look at the whole picture, and see my receivers, and know you know what the play was, where the ball should be going, and coach those guys up from behind. I don't try... I, it's harder for me to be quite as hands-on with the wideouts, but I think it's something that's very necessary because that scout look is so important. And yesterday I came over and we just we just competed on the scout team. They weren't perfect. They didn't give the perfect look, but you know a lot of times you have to sacrifice the perfect details um, of, of giving the perfect look and just say, hey, just go play football. Go be fast. Go make a play. Use your instincts because you don't want them to become robots. These are kids who are you know a little wide-eyed, deer-in-the-headlights type look sometimes anyway. So just take all the doubt and fear out of it and say, hey, just go play. If you make a mistake, it's on me. I just want you to play fast and force these guys to compete. And we had our best scout look of the year yesterday. And the kids, you know, we, we broke up a couple passes, made a couple plays in the backfield, and it, it was good. It was the first time I think the offense had been challenged in that period. And it was unexpected for them, but it made us better. And it was very good, good work for us. And it's been a very interesting difference in how much harder it's been to get the scout team going and how much harder it's been to create competition in those in those periods my first year this year now coaching high school football than it was in previous years coaching college football just because of the personnel and because you know in college you have a team full of recruited athletes like I said before so you got a lot of young guys who think they should be playing in college that are there to prove themselves whereas in high school it's kind of more the tradition where the young guys are just you know waiting their turn and they don't feel urgency to get on the field right away because they understand that their time will come, but it might not be this year. So it's a challenge as a coach to, to make those periods competitive. But I really feel like we did. I feel really good about the way we practiced yesterday. It wasn't a perfect day by any means, but that's what practice is for. I feel good about the energy. I feel good about the level of competition. I'm glad we made mistakes and we can show them on film and correct them on film. And now, most importantly, I think the scout team understands what it feels like to have a great day because I... I really was praising them all day telling them what a great job they did and wanted to make them feel like they really helped us because they did and they have to bring that type of juice every single day so i'm looking forward to to a wednesday practice today uh getting right for this for this game on friday and and, and excited to see you know what these boys do coming this weekend um and now to the q a just to, to get this real quick and again if you guys have questions for me it can be about anything my life story general coaching questions wide receiver play whatever you guys want to know about I'll use this platform to kind of answer those for you guys. Uh, but my man Owens on YouTube asked me, uh, Coach, can you make a video and, and explain to me how I can stop being nervous at practice every time we're about to do some hitting? And, uh, you know, this one made me smile, but but I understand, man, be, being a young player, a lot of people do get nervous hitting, but it, it's something I think it all starts with the way you're talking to yourself. And it's something I, I talk about. I coach self-talk in my receivers, the way they talk to themselves, more than just about anything, because I think that's where everything starts. Um, you know, if you talk to yourself the right way 
and you know how to get yourself in a, in a place mentally where you're prepared for contact, prepared for big moments. That's how you build poise. And that's how you're able to execute in the fourth quarter when there's 8,000 people screaming in your face and you can block all that out because you've mastered the way you talk to yourself. And I think it's no different when it comes to, you know, preparing for contact. First of all, you, you just really got to ask yourself, like you're playing football, you're playing a violent game. So, you know, you, you, you can't really let contact be something that's making you nervous. Like, it's an inevitable part of, of every game, every practice you're going to play. Like, a lot the great players, I think, are excited for contact. You know, you, But you don't have to love it. You just have to – I think you just need to put yourself out there. And you need to talk to yourself the right way. Tell yourself that you can do it. Tell yourself that you're tough enough that, that you know, you, you can deliver a blow just as much as someone might be able to hit you back. And just continue to put yourself out there. Step up first in line whenever there's a full contact drill. You know, be excited about hitting. And, and the more you hit and get hit, I think the more your mind and your body will get used to it and the less nervous you'll be. I think, you know, like anything in life, anything that's new for people, uh, you tend to get nervous because it's, it's the fear of the unknown. So I think the more that you hit, the more you put yourself out there, the less nervous you'll become. Um, but, you know, I understand it. It's just something you got to talk yourself through. And it's, like I said, it's an inevitable part of football that you just you just got to prepare yourself for and 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 learn to be excited about and learn to embrace because the only way to be a great football player is 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 being able to deliver a blow just like you know just like the defense is trying to do to you assuming you're a receiver but also ask yourself like what are you nervous about you nervous about getting hurt you nervous that he might like whoop your ass like that that's going to happen that's all part of the game uh, and again it's it's just it's just accepting what the realities are of football Talk to yourself the right way. Tell yourself that you're tough enough. Tell yourself that, you know, you're going to go kick his ass on this play and then go do it. And if you fail the first time, get up again and, and, and do it again. But as long as you're staying positive in the way you talk to yourself and as long as you're continuing to motivate yourself through it, you know, 40, 40 hits from now, 50 reps from now, whatever, you'll you'll end up looking back and saying, yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of contact anymore. I'm not nervous about this. Let's, let, let's strap it up and go. So, uh that's all I got. Episode three of Coach Talk. Uh, really curious to hear your guys' feedback. Really want to know what you think of this of this format. I've really enjoyed doing it every day and hope to bring these five times a week. And hope you guys are enjoying it as well. That's all I got. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.